Welcome to Inside the NCAA. I'm Jeremy Villanueva. The NCAA convention will take place in early January, and one of the focal points of discussion across all three divisions will be name, image, and likeness legislation. To provide an update on where this proposal currently stands from a Division Three perspective, I'm joined by Matt Hill, member of the Division Three Interpretations and Legislation Committee and Director, and Director of Athletics at the University of Northwestern St. Paul. Matt, thanks for joining me today. Sure, thanks, Jeremy. Now, Matt, you've been a part of this name, image, and likeness process since the beginning, as the Division Three Legislation Committee was tasked with creating the proposals. What are the highlights of the Division Three proposal to allow student athletes to utilize their name, image, and likeness? I think, Jeremy, some of it revolves around the ability for the student athlete to be treated the same as the student on campus. So what students have been allowed to do, the student athlete has not been allowed to do. And this legislation uh, will allow student athletes to really basically do two things. They will be able to use their name, image, and likeness to promote some of their own products. So whether that be artwork or music or publications or maybe merchandise they've developed, they'll be able to use their name, image, and likeness for that. They also will do it for third party uh, outside resources. So to do a commercial for a sports drink or a cereal or uh, maybe even be a social media influencer, for example. So basically those two paths, they can use their name, image, and likeness um, in the past where maybe they haven't been able to do that. And it puts them on the same par as their, uh, as their fellow students on campus. And Matt, you know, we, we talk about this going to convention in early January. Can you give a little more detail of what that means? You know, what happens next in terms of the process for approving this proposed legislation? Yeah. Well, it's in it's, our know, publication. It's been endorsed by the president's grouping. Uh, it's really the only legislation that Division Three is talking about, um, uh, besides non-controversial legislation. So it's the one docket. Typically, we have 18, 12 to 18 proposals on there. This will be the one. So it'll be the focus of our, of our convention. Um, uh, as, as always, it's presented at the convention floor. Um, there's uh, a second, you know, a first and a second, all those good things with Robert's rules. And then there's time for discussion. Now, the interesting thing is, and, and I can kind of go into more details of how the proposal came to be, but I don't know that there'll be a ton of discussion around this because we've really done a really good job, as NCAA has, of um, presenting what this actually is to the membership. Uh, so it, basically, it's awaiting the January uh, 22nd, I think it is, uh, session where we, uh, where we vote uh, to accept this name, image, likeness, or I suppose, or oppose it. Um, the process to get there has been interesting, Jeremy. It started over, for sure, over a year ago. Actually, I don't know the actual time when, when state legislation started to talk about uh, this option for their, for their students on, in, in their states. You know, way back when, you're younger, but you know, Nebraska wanted to actually make athletes professionals at, at the University of Nebraska and pay them. Um, and that kind of sport, I'm sure over the years, that has spurred some discussion on what athletes can and can't do, um, you know, to, to earn money, if you will. But I don't think that's necessarily, I'm just giving you a brief history of that really probably is not part of the discussion, sorry, Jeremy, but it's kind of fun, fun and interesting fact. But really, um, the states started making their own legislation toward this. And I think the NCAA uh, smartly got involved and said, how about you allow us to make the legislation for this because it protects us nationwide. We're not just an association in one state, we're an association in all states. And so uh, for us to develop legislation on what is allowable 
means that the person in North Carolina is following the same path as a person in Texas, uh, unless Texas, you know, the state made a rule that allows something to happen in Texas, that might be an unfair advantage to a student athlete in North Carolina. So wisely, the Board of Governors basically went to the three divisions and said, we need to develop our own proposal for name, image, and likeness. And then last year at the convention, we spent a lot of time talking about it around roundtables, there were presentations, um, there were scenarios given, um, there's a lot of time for feedback from the membership, um, and that was all brought back um, and recorded for the, name, for the uh, Interpretation Legislation Committee, which met pre-COVID, luckily, in Indianapolis for uh, two days. And we really, we did a deep dive. We had the post-it notes across the walls. We had lots of discussions about name, image, and likeness. What does it mean? We had to, you know, you have to balance that with what legislation is out there. And so that you're not, you don't upset the entire Division Three rule book, if you will. What's allowable, what's not allowable, what's still not allowable even with name, image, and likeness. And Jeff Myers and his staff did a great job of, of you know, telling us, well, if you make this decision, it's going to affect these four or five rules, if you will. You know, so you got to be careful with these things. Not that we don't, but really good advice. Um, and then from there, we, we developed uh, basically the proposal that's been, um, you know, it's going to the legislation floor. It was vetted by the various divisions, which has been kind of nice that the three divisions have worked together, although we have different um, potential proposals, but we, we work together on, so we can be on the same page as how this is going forward. And then lastly, I think a really good Q&A was developed. It's been sent out. So what does it really mean? What does it look like on my campus uh, to, to have name, image, and likeness um, legislation on my campus? And that's been a really good process. That's why I say earlier, I don't know how much discussion will be on the legislation floor uh, when this is moved for proposal. And Matt, you talked about, you know, kind of some of that grunt work, you know, from the committees and, and whatnot. But how did, how were y'all able to get the divisional membership you know, involved in this process along the way as well? That's a good question. I think back to the convention, you know, um, I wasn't on the ILC at last convention. I'm only, I'm just still a rookie on this for the first year. I joke, I got thrown in the rules in my first project there, Jeremy. They put me in the NIL on this committee. But we had a lot of discussion, uh, even around our roundtables at the last convention. I think it was, there wasn't confusion. There just was lack of understanding what NIL is. In Division Three, it's probably not as, as prominent as would be Division One because the name, image, and likeness of a Clemson football player is different than the name, image, and likeness of a Northwestern football player you know, in small, our small school in the Twin Cities here. So what does that mean on our campuses? And, and I think the effect is how do we protect our campuses' um, integrity when it comes to recruiting or when it comes to financial aid, if we don't get financial aid based on athletic ability. Um, so how does that stay pure at the Division three level um, I think that was that's why the Q and A really helped the membership get involved in that. We had kind of feedback from membership. Of course, we got the Student Athletic Advisory Committee involved. They spent time on this topic. They, uh, as always, they give great feedback to all legislation. And it's really, as an athletic director, it's very important to hear the students' feedback. I think it, it actually sways a lot of decisions that we do because we're doing this for them. You know, this is their. This is why we're in the sports. It's for them. So when they come up with a with a um, a view on a topic or a piece of legislation, it carries a lot of weight in in, in, in Division Three, and I'm sure it does in Division Two and One also. So we got them involved, in, and and basically um, the feedback from around everybody was knowing that this is really going to be a federal mandate of some sort. 
how do we now make it the best for our student athletes and institutions when they will go forward from that? Matt, I love that you, you know, you brought up the student athlete advisory committee. Um, tell me more, you know, about exactly SAC's involvement. What did that look like, you know, these past few months um, of, you know, truly hearing back from them and, and why that was so important and so valuable uh, to get the proposal to where it is right now? Yeah. Well, I think early on, Jeremy, we heard from the students, uh, student athletes that I wouldn't say they felt handcuffed, but they felt like they weren't able to do things that their, their, their uh, fellow roommate might be able to who's not an athlete. Or using, you know, for instance, um, promoting their own product, um, being at a university, they'd be very careful of how they did that. Um, they they weren't allowed to do certain things with third-party um, commercial products or socially media influencers, which their roommates might be because they weren't an athlete. So I think we heard early on that we feel like there's while we understand there's some differences for student athletes just naturally. Um, and the amateurism fact of being a Division three student athlete or Division two or one. How do we still? How are we still able to, to make this work? And what parameters are, are going to be able to, to allow this to happen? So their feedback was very important. I don't know. I, I'm not a SAC advisor, but I know that they they spent a lot of time on that, uh, both at last convention and then even in the times um, between now and then when they've been like everybody doing their Zoom meetings. That feedback did come to ILC. It was very important that we saw that feedback from them. So we then could form and formulate, um, even on our Q&A, to what student athletes can now uh, feel like they can they can do and still stay within the rules of Division III. Um, so, you know, once again, the feedback is very important. On my uh, ILC committee is a student um, athlete, uh, and he was very involved. As a matter of fact, when we did the white papers, the poor guy, uh, you know, he he sat in the corner and we asked him all these questions, like as a student athlete, what if? And how would you feel about this? And if you were recruited to Institution A, and, and you know, we were bombarding with questions because we wanted to know what it felt like for him as a student athlete to have something like name, image, and likeness brought forward. So he was very valuable in, uh, in our process too. Matt, when, you know, all this conversation, you know, really began from the NCA, you know, level, you know, the NCAA Board of Governors, federal and state legislative working group, you know, they, they talked name, image, and likeness, and that was, you know, from across all three divisions. And one of their directives was to modernize rules for student athletes in a way that supports the college athlete model of sports, where participants are students and not employees. As an athletic director yourself, how do you think these proposals meet that directive? I think it still protects amateurism, Jim, which is one of the most important things we can do. You know, we're not professional sports. We're academic institutions that provide sport opportunities for our student athletes. And yes, we recruit students here to participate in sport. Uh, and yes, we, you know, we have expectations uh, inside and outside the classroom. But the bottom, at the at the core value is that they are a student and then they're an athlete. They're not an employee and an athlete and a student. There's no employment in there, period. So how do we protect that? but allow them to use their name, image, and likeness, who they are, where they attend, to, um, to be involved in potentially money-making opportunities for their work and for other people's work. And I think the, that was clear from you know, the, the federal working group and from the Board of Governors that we really want to protect the amateurism um, and yet not squelch opportunities for student athletes. How do those two marry together? How do you have that opportunity to still remain an amateur, not an employee, 
and how do you um, have these opportunities where students can earn income? I think one of the biggest ways to that, Jeremy, is there really is, at the Division three level, I can't speak to two and one, not much involvement in the institution when it comes to English and license. We can't go get opportunities for student athletes. We can't promote them and say, if you come to our institution, they're going to get opportunities. We can't um, part, uh, pair them up with a booster who has an opportunity. It's all basically the student athlete, like they'd be going to get a job at Home Depot, they would go get their own work here, you know, whether that be. We can advise them on uh, potential uh, opportunities and say, you know, I, you know, you're getting underpaid, you're, getting, you're gonna get overpaid, it's gonna trigger something, and we can give them advice. Um, but in the long run, it's really them promoting a, themselves or something else, like a student would do uh, on our campus, no matter what. So I think that the fact is the institution has some has a has a barrier and their involvement, which somewhat protects the uh, the employment kind of contextual thing or the amateurism of the student athlete. Matt, thank you, thank you so much for just taking some time out of your day to to speak with us and provide that insight. Yeah, it's great. Thanks for the opportunity. For inside the NCA, I'm Jeremy Villanueva. Thanks for tuning in.